I'm Mel Chang, and you're listening to WERALP Arlington, Virginia. And this is The Melting Pot, where we learn about Arlington through what people eat. La Union Restaurant has been serving Salvadorian and Mexican food since 1998, when Zoila and David Zalea opened its Bluemont location. I sat down with their son and current owner, Jose, to find out more about the restaurant, Salvadorian food, and how their popular El Tipico dish came about. All right, I am at La Union with Jose Zalea. Yes. Owner and kind of does everything. Yes, <laughs> thousand jobs. Of La Union Restaurant. Thank you for joining us on The Melting Pots. No problem, no problem, thank you. Um, I first want to ask you, how did La Union come about? Um, La Union was a product, an idea of my parents and uh, one of my uncles, my mom's younger brother. Um, they have always worked in the food industry business since getting into this country in the 70s, mid-70s. Um, so they wanted the opportunity to be able to do something on their own. Um, so they actually started with a grocery store that we have here in Arlington by the same name. Right, the one in Cherrydale. Yeah, the one oh. off, of, uh, off of Lee Highway. So they started with that. And five years later, my parents, who are both cooks, um, really wanted to get started with a restaurant. So this location became available, and they jumped on it. And it, we've been going ever since ever since 98. Why yeah. did they uh, decide on Arlington? Arlington has always been our stepping stone for us. Um, I originally, I was born in Providence, Rhode Island. My parents were out there. Um, at the time, uh, that's where they could find jobs, out there working factories. Uh-huh. Um, then they got the opportunity to come back here and start working here in the area. So they moved out here. They loved Arlington. I went to school in Arlington for a while. Uh-huh. Uh, went to Key School, went to Barrett Elementary. Um, so we've known Arlington since we've been here in Virginia yeah. since the 80s. Uh, so it's it just just became a place to be. We're from a small town in El Salvador. Um, La Unión is the state, the province. Uh, uh-huh. In El Salvador is known as the Departamento. Um, but the town that we're from is called Intipuca. And if you, uh, you look it up online, um, it has a pretty big following online um, for Salvadorians. A lot of folks from El Salvador will know this town um, because a lot of the folks that immigrated from that town here to the U.S., um, especially to the D.C. area, have had a lot of success. Um, okay. A lot of the restaurants um, in the area, uh, Salvadorian-born, uh, Salvadorian restaurants, are from Intipuca. The owners will be from Intipuca. Huh. So... There's El Paso Cafe, um, not too far from us. The owner's from Itipuca. He's actually our neighbor back home. Oh, wow. Um, Small world. Yeah, it really is. Um, uh, El Atlacat, which is down on Columbia Pike, uh, same thing. He's from Itipuca. Um, I've known the owner for years. You know, I run into him all the time. He's a family friend. So a lot of, a lot of different businesses here in the D.C. area, a lot of the owners, entrepreneurs are from Itipuca. So that city has had a lot of success, uh-huh. has uh, brought out a lot of entrepreneurs. So my parents were one of them, too. A restaurants in Bluemont. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was it like in 1998? Was it kind of the same, sort of this residential feel? It, it's, it's still the same. Um, it really hasn't changed much. We still get a lot of support from the community. Um, we feel a part of Bluemont. Um, we do a lot with uh, Ashlawn Elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, we do a lot with the churches here. There's St. Anne right behind yeah. us. Um, 
you know, we've also done with uh, McKinley. It's a little bit down the yeah. road, but, uh, you know, we're still within the same path. So the neighborhood hasn't changed much in ways. Um, we still get the same support. We still have folks that have been here since day one, since we first opened up. They still come in here Fridays and Saturdays. So it's, it's, it's tremendous. We love it. Uh-huh. And is the name La Union then from the, the region that you guys were yes, from in yes. El Salvador? Yes, So that's um, in Salvadorian cuisine, each province, each state kind of does things their own little way. So it, we put the name so kind of to identify if you're going to come in, this is the, the style of food that you yeah, will find. Right. So you will find, you know, small little variances in how certain foods are prepared. So some folks that might be from a different region from El Salvador, uh -huh. they'll come in here and they oh yeah, you guys are from La Union and you guys prepare this, you know, a different way. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's how the name came about. Okay, but it uh, also says, you know, in your restaurant, you advertise it sort of as Mexican. Okay, uh, the story behind that, one of the restaurants my dad worked at um, during, during his time period um, was actually El Ranchero, which is still open oh, yeah. down the street but it's on its, uh, a different owner. Um, when my dad first started working there, it was the original owner that opened it, um, guy uh, Felipe was his name. And so my dad started working in there as a cook and Felipe's wife taught my dad how to make great Mexican food. Okay. So all the sauces that we make in here, they're all from scratch. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's, my dad did a really good job cooking Mexican food, so it was kind of like, okay, well, why not do that? So Kind of do a fusion. Yeah, so we just incorporated with it, and, you know, it's kind of a draw. A lot of folks look for Mexican food. Uh -huh. So, you know, once they're in here, now it's my job to kind of say, like, hey, have you ever tried Salvadorian food? No? Well, you know, let me introduce you to this. You might like it. And it, it has. So now the menu is split 50-50, you know, right down the middle. And, you know, a lot of folks love both. Yeah. Mexican food and Salvadorian food. So has the menu then changed since you opened? Like it started more Mexican, and then gradually you added more Salvadorian dishes. Or it was it, the first menu, and um, I wish I had it in front of me so you could see. The first menu was just all these great foods that my parents cooked. It's everything that we grew up eating at uh -huh. home, um, and a lot of times we just we just thought it was just food, just Salvadorian yeah. food. Um, there's there's a story I tell a lot of folks here. Um, right now it's labeled as pollo a la crema a lot of folks remember it as chicken piccata uh -huh. um, but at home we just knew it pollo a la crema we didn't know it was uh, actually chicken piccata an Italian dish my mom would make it all the time and we just like oh mom's making you know pollo a la crema and you know we just went with that and you know this whole entire time I thought it was a Salvadorian dish not knowing that it was actually an Italian dish that my mom knew how to make is it still on the menu now? it's still on the menu now it has a, its own following um I got, I can tell you how many friends and, and co uh, uh, customers in here we have will have it and be like, you know what, I had chicken piccata at an Italian restaurant and your mom makes it better. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's funny the way it is, but yeah, the, the menu, the first original menu had all kinds, we used to serve spaghetti. <laughs> we used yeah. to have pork chops on there with uh, white rice and black beans. That's, that's a Cuban dish. Right. But we used to have it because that's what we used to cook. My mom used to work with a Cuban chef, and he would cook that every now and then at his job. So my mom learned how to make that, and we would have that every now and then. Can you explain kind of what the differences are between the different um, South American or Central American cuisines? So what, how is Salvadorian, like what's the difference between that, you would say, and Mexican? 
I know a lot of it has to do with what's regionally available to you. Okay. Um, so whatever is grown locally is what you'll cook. Um, so a perfect example is uh, a flour that we use in here for pupusas. Um, it's called Loroco. Okay. Um, it's pretty much uh, centralized in Central America. So El Salvador, Guatemala, Nicaragua, Honduras, they'll have Loroco. Um, and you have to import that in. Yes, so that gets that, uh -huh. that gets imported into the country. But a lot of folks, if it's not regionally available in El Salvador, they won't know it. Um, so I personally don't like it. <laughs> I didn't actually start having it until about, I was about 18 years old, so I never acquired a taste for it. Uh -huh. um, but there is a big difference when it comes to Mexican food and Salvadorian food. Um, Salvadorian food kind of focuses a little bit more on, on flavor. Um, Mexican food, a lot of times, it's they push the heat. A lot uh -huh. of Mexicans really love to eat spicier food. Uh -huh. Salvadorians, not as much. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so anything that would be spicy would be a garnish that usually comes on the side. Uh -huh. um, where Mexican dishes, you know, you could have pollo mole and it will be spicy. Yeah. Um, for us, spicy food really isn't such a big thing. And then um, since we're really a coastal country, um, a lot of our dishes are actually seafood and fish dishes. Mm. Um, in here, we do have some that are specific to La Union. Um, and, you know, a lot of folks that will come in here and they'll have it, they'll ask, oh, can I get this a certain way? And we're like, oh, well, we're from La Union. This is how we prepare it. So, but Mexican cuisine and Salvadorian cuisine are, are, are really, really different. They're, rice and beans really is what brings us together. Because, yeah. you know, that, that's pretty much almost everywhere in uh, Central and Mexico. Uh, South America, not so much. They're not too big on the beans. Uh -huh. um, they do more starches like potatoes, especially Peru and Bolivia. They use a lot of potatoes. Um, Argentine food, they, they're really big on beef. Yeah. You know, I, I love Argentine flank steak, unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's there's differences. Um, Colombians, we have some Colombian customers in here, and they'll come in here and they'll we'll serve them el plato típico, which is our number one selling dish. Yeah. And they'll they'll associate with that because they're in one of their more popular dishes in Colombia is a dish called bandeja paisa. Paisa. Um, the only thing that's missing from our dish that's similar to theirs is fried pork and yuca and I, if I'm not mistaken an are, arepa so if we were to throw that they would feel right at home because they, they get the rice the beans the plantains the avocado the grilled steak so it's it almost feels at home to them so yeah I, I wanted to talk about the El Tipico because when I was researching and talking to my friends everyone gets that, that yes. seems to be, so how did that dish come about it's sort of a, and for our listeners I'll just describe it it's a grilled steak mm -hmm. with a side of rice um, avocados plantains mm -hmm. the fresh cheese yeah. how did that invent like how did you invent so that? it, it kind of came about where once once we kind of had gained a foothold and started getting popularity a lot of folks wanted to get more of an authentic feel because uh -huh. like I said our first menu kind of was everywhere yeah. we had so many different things going on so we want to kind of more centralize it bring it more into be a little bit more authentic and and not bring uh 
you know, hold back on some of the flavors. So he said, okay, you know what? Let's marinate the the, 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 the meat exactly like how we would back home. What is it marinated in? I couldn't tell you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I couldn't tell you. Okay. It's very simple. When yeah. I found out, I was like, really? That's it? it, uh-huh. it yeah, but it's... it's um, you know, so it just it came about where we said, okay, what's something that you would get if you went back home and you're coming in as a guest to our house? Uh-huh. What is something we would we would serve to you? We're like, okay, avocados. Uh, avocados back home, the trees are plentiful. A lot of people have them in their backyard. So, you know, you grow up with avocados. Plantains, same thing. A lot of people have plantain trees. So you grow up with that. Rice, we always have them. Beans, always available. It's like, okay. Something special. You're having a, a, a guest come over. Mm-hmm. Let's do some steak. Oh, and the beans would also be refried. Yeah, so the okay. beans would also be refried. So let's do that. Cheese, same thing. Cheese is always always on the table. So why not? So we just we put the dish together and went with it, and it took off. And yeah. now it's it's I sell it ten to one compared yeah. to everything else. The um, queso fresco that comes with El Tipico is that something you make or do you buy that? Because it's very unusual. I haven't had that. In like a Mexican restaurant. So, so the cheese is has, is always there. Um, it just it is. Um, back home, it always is. I remember going to grandma's house. Uh-huh. The cheese was just always there, uh-huh. and it became a part of the food. You had tortillas, you had beans, you had cheese. And it's not a like a cheddar. It's it's a it's different. It's, it's like this y- sort of creamy, yes, delicious. It's, it's it's a soft. It's a fresh cheese. It's yeah. soft. I mean, a lot of times it was made the day before. Oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of times it was the day before. So they'll take the milk. Um, there's a, uh, a little pill. I'm not too sure what the name of it is. I watched them make it so many times <laughs> back home and even here. So we don't make it here um, simply because of the health department. We'd, I'd have to get a variance for it to be right. able to make it on site. But there's a company that we get it from, and you know they, they do really, really good yeah. cheese because everyone in here likes it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, we have to talk about the pupusas if we're talking about Salvadorian food. Yes. What makes a pupusa authentically Salvadorian? All right. Um, the real, real history behind it, I, I, I'm not too certain of. There's so many different um, myths surrounding the, the pupusa because between El Salvador and Honduras, we, we go back and forth yeah. as to who invented the pupusa yeah. um, and that's always up for debate so if, if I were to ask one of the cooks right now who's from Honduras, she'll tell you oh, Honduras started it, El Salvador stole it from us and we could go on and on all day for that but uh, the pupusa is it really is it's, it's, it's a cheap cheap meal back home mm-hmm. and it, it, it really doesn't cost much. I mean, it's it's corn, corn flour, water. Um, you add a little bit of salt, a little bit of butter to the dough to give it some flavoring. And then it, it's now become whatever toppings or fillings you want in it. Uh, originally, it was just either pork, cheese, bean, or the loroco flour. Now, if you go to El Salvador, you can get it made out of shrimp, chicken, uh-huh. beef, um, pumpkin they you know they they spread it out completely to what it used to be originally um but pupusas it's 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 for me when salvadorians walk in here and they want to ask uh how good is your food i tell them start with the pupusas Uh if if you like the pupusas then you're going to enjoy everything else that we cook yeah Mm -hmm. is it is it more of a lunch or a breakfast dish or is it kind of any time 
in El Salvador. Or appetizer. Yeah, in El Salvador, and that's you know, it was it was kind of hard to place it on the menu, um, because in El Salvador, like I said, it's a cheap meal, and yeah. you know, unfortunately, in El Salvador, a good amount of the population is poor, so. It can kind of be anything. It could be breakfast. It could be lunch. It could be dinner. It could be a snack. It could be an appetizer. So we really didn't know where to put it. So we just stuck it in the appetizer section. Okay. And you know, every now and then, some people know the of the Salvadorian sampler. Yeah. It's not on the menu. We ran it as a special, and, but now it's become so popular in itself that now a lot of people ask for it, which will be a pupusa, a corn tamal, and platanos fritos. And a lot of folks get that to split, yeah. you know, two, three people. And, and it is. I mean, so it's it's an appetizer in here, but a lot of people make a meal out of it. Come in here, grab two of them with either a cold beer or an horchata, and you're good to go. You know. What are the other, besides El Tipico and the pupusas, are there any other customer favorites that you guys sell a lot of? The shrimp are really good, and then there's a couple that aren't on the menu, so you have to know the right person. You're talking to one of them. Um, <laughs> we do shrimp tacos. Ooh, yeah. I know that. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah, next time you come in, shrimp tacos. Um, we also do, um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, a brochette, shrimp brochette. Uh-huh. Um, same thing, it's not on the menu, but a lot of people, you know, if, if they know the right person, you know, we could get them out there. Um, let's see what else. The fish. Yeah, how do you prepare the fish? Is it so our, or soup? No, so to, to the fish to us is in El Salvador, um, you know, same thing. You know, we're a coastal country. Yeah. So especially La Unión, um, majority of the time the fish is fried. Uh-huh. So we pan fry it. Just and what like, kind of fish is it? So we use uh, black sea bass mm. and red snapper. Okay. So it's the whole fish. So you get head to tail, two eyes. I tell that to everyone every time they want. Like, oh, can I get a fillet? It's the whole fish. <laughs> um, so we pan fry it. It's not deep fried. Um, seasoning wise, it's salt and garlic. Oh, no- so it's not like a breaded fish. It's just a yeah. It's a it's a just pan fried shrimp. Uh-huh. Nothing else. Uh-huh. Um, it usually gets served with a tomato type dressing, um, which is just t- sauteed tomatoes with uh, onions and green pepper yeah. and seasoned a little bit. And a lot of times back home, you'll just put it on top of the fish. So it'll just kind of seep into the fish. And, and yeah, probably the one thing that, that we have a hard time selling sometimes, but it's funny when I don't have it available, everyone asks for it. And then when we make it, no one comes in for it, so I, I we're trying to find the right algorithm to, to get it properly, or the, I don't know, we, we need to advertise it or yeah. something like that. But it's it's the sopa de mondongo. What is that? That is the beef tripe soup. Huh? Okay. Yes, yes. That, that's the reaction I get when they're like sopa de mondongo. What is that? It's the beef tripe soup. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so yeah, it's the folks that love it, that love menudo, that love mondongo. Uh, they love the way my mom prepares it. What was it like growing up in the restaurant business then? Um, I have been in the restaurant business since, um, man, probably six, seven years old. Um, one of the El Ranchero, I remember going there as a kid. Um, my mom used to work at the Georgetown Club in D.C. Um, off of all Wisconsin Ave. Um, it was great. Um, the general manager, while she was up there, um, Mr. Norman Larson, um, he's he's still a great great guy. I mean, he's, he he was tremendous to us um, in growing up in that. He he allowed us to be at the restaurant all the time. Were you helping out with your parents or uh, just trying to stay out of trouble? Um, you know what? At the time, I remember being eight years old and being there on a Saturday helping my mom out at, wow. at, at the restaurant. Just 
and that I have a passion for cooking. I was a mama's boy. I'm sorry. Um, I'm not going to apologize for that. I loved it. I, I, I cook at home. Um, I have a passion for cooking. Um, so what I cook is a little bit different from what they cook. So I was very, very fond of uh, New Orleans. So Cajun food is something that I love to cook. Uh-huh. So maybe in the coming months we might do a you know weekend special where La Union might take itself to New Orleans and yeah. um, bring bring some of that flavor here. And uh, it's you know it's, I cook so many different things. I love I love food. Uh, I enjoy everything. Uh, I love DC. I love all the different foods that's available here. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find good Lomo Saltado. So if anyone knows of a place that has really good Lomo Saltado, what let me know. That's a Peruvian dish, oh. um, which is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, because uh, it's, it's just fabulous. It's, it's a marinated steak um, that comes out with peppers, onions, and then French fries mm. and rice. And there were a couple of places in the area that were really, really good, but now we can't find good Lomo Saltado in if anyone knows, let me know, because I haven't had a good Lomo Saltado in a while. So what do you cook at home then? You mentioned um, Cajun food. Is that kind of what your kids are growing up on? Or? You know, my, my um, our oldest son, he, he he's beginning to come into his own. He's beginning to, to, to have a, big, a bigger and better palate, because at first he was just a hamburger and pizza kind of <laughs> kid, and we're just like, oh my God, we cook all this great food. And... You know, my uh, my father-in-law, he's East Salvadorian, but he he's been cooking Greek food since he's been here. Uh-huh. Uh, he's he's a chef in D.C. for a Greek restaurant, and so uh, you know we're like, there's all this great food, and you're just gonna order a hamburger? <laughs> yeah. So it's um, um, they're they're becoming to come into their own. Um, our youngest son, he's five. He has a, a, a little bit better palate yeah. um, than Anthony does. Um, so at home, we we uh, we're everywhere. We we do we do um, you know Asian food. We do uh, Middle Eastern food. We do Greek food, Italian food, Cajun, um, Salvadorian food, Mexican food. Uh, tonight I'm making quesadillas. <laughs> um, so it's uh, and you know and same thing. You know, I, a lot of times. What we'll do as specials here is I'm trying with the family. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'll, I'll put it to them first, and Lucky I'll get them. yeah, I'll get their feedback first, and you know if I get enough of that, then you know I might bring it out to a to a friend here or you know some of our real good customers and be yeah. like, hey, listen, um, we're gonna do a tasting, come in, you know, at ten o'clock before we open up, and uh, you know we'll provide uh, provide free food, just give yeah. us give us the proper feedback, and we'll go from there. What is uh comfort food to you oh man comfort food um i inherited my grandmother's sweet tooth my mom has the same sweet tooth so to me comfort food is baking um i actually yeah to me i started it two years ago um started just finding recipes and asking neighbors and so forth for recipes and now that's what I do. I get family members asking me, are you going to make your pumpkin pie this year for Thanksgiving? Uh, can you make your cheesecake? Can you make this? Can you make your apple pies? So that's, to me, it's sweet. Lastly, I just want to know, what's, what's next for La Union? My plans for La Union is to kind of rebrand both the, the grocery store and the restaurant, uh, get them to start kind of working together so folks 
know that some of the stuff that you eat here, you could get at the market and you can maybe try to imitate our food at home. Um, and then I'm also thinking of maybe doing a food truck. Um, we don't do delivery, we do carry out, but I'm thinking maybe a food truck just kind of centralized in Arlington, hit South Arlington, Roslyn, Courthouse, some of the places. I mean, Arlington isn't that big, but sometimes it is kind of difficult to come from South Arlington all the way up to La Union Restaurant, but they might have heard of it. So maybe give us a chance to drive out there and have someone give it, you know, the opportunity to try our food and they yeah. might come up here. So that's that's La Union moving forward. We're going to see from there. Um, I'm working with a lot of great people right now uh, to have that accomplished. Um, so we'll see. All right. Jose, thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you. You can check out La Union yourself by heading to 5517 Wilson Boulevard. I've also posted the restaurant's website link on my Facebook page, Arlington Melting Pot. Have an Arlington restaurant you'd like me to visit? Email me at werameltingpot at gmail.com. Thanks to the Chromonauts, Israel Ruiz, and Jess Kane for their help with this episode. You've been listening to The Melting Pot on WERA 96.7. Have a good weekend.